The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily reflect the policy or position of ONTV's management, staff, or board of directors. The views and opinions expressed on the following program are those of the host and guests and do not necessarily... Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Collection Reflection. I am your host, Tim Williams, and uh, joining us this week, filling in for Kristen, is the producer and director of Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi, the Comics, Beer, and Sci-Fi television show, and the award-winning Pure Brews America None other than Denver Roshan. How are you today, Denver? Hey, good. Thanks, Tim, for having me. Appreciate it. I'm uh, looking thank you. forward to talking some comics and <laughs> other fun stuff. Well, thank you for coming on. Uh, what, I, that's right. You are the producer and the director of both of those yeah, shows? Yeah, I, I do more of the directing um, just okay. because, you know, that's more my preference, the the shooting and the editing Okay. Um, producing that's for me, that's not quite as much fun. That's more of the behind the scenes, right. lining everything up. So, I mean, I do some producing, but yeah, I'm more of the, the hands-on kind of a guy. So, okay. Uh, what, um, what is the status of those shows? Uh, is Pure well, Brews America still, yeah, still on? No, sadly, Pure Brews has uh, gone away. Okay. Um, we would love to, to do more and bring it back. Uh, it's just, you know, we kind of ran out of sponsorship okay. uh, oh. funds and money. So, um, But I have heard rumblings about possibly comics, beer, and sci-fi returning. Yes, we that... are actually shooting right now. Okay, great. Um, we've got some new stuff lined up. We, we're starting a, a cooking segment with Q, who oh, I believe okay. has been on the show, right? Uh, or is he, that the wrestling he's show? He's not been on the show. Okay, I, gotcha. Yeah. but uh, So, yeah, we've been shooting for that, so... Uh, we're gonna we're kind of working on a quarantine COVID <laughs> episode, okay. and then uh, now that things have been kind of lifted, we'll kind of yeah get back into the groove. And Motor City Comic Con's coming back, so we'll be yeah. there for that. And yeah. as more Comic Cons start popping back up, we'll be out there uh, shooting and talking to the okay. artists and the guests and the you know all right all that fun stuff. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that. Uh... Yeah, that'll be great when that show returns. Um, now, I don't know how familiar you are with this show, but uh, we do a little segment called What You Got. And um, if you'd like me to go first, I'll go first, or you can go first. Well, I Whatever. brought a few it's, things. Uh, I can go first. Okay. I, I wasn't <clears throat> sure what would be the best thing. Uh, well, so whatever, whatever I got you got. My most recent... Uh, let me, let me pull it out of there. My most recent purchase if you will are a couple of old simpsons watches i'm a oh, big okay. simpsons fan and uh, a friend of mine works yeah, i'll show them on my camera because uh, i don't know how well they show up uh, a friend of mine works uh, estate sales so she found those for me she knows i'm a i'm a big simpsons guy so you like know. what year do you think these are from Ooh, that's a good question let's see yeah. there is a box and this says 2002 uh, these were Burger King exclusives. Oh, okay. okay. And if you push the, the top button on the side, they have little sound clips. 
Did it still work? <laughs> I don't know how well that's coming across there. I can hear. Okay. And then that one. one? Are we there yet? Oh, are we, are we there? there yet? Oh, okay. And cool. And so um, they, the batteries that were in them did not, well, they sort of worked. And so when you pushed it, it was like, sounded like a nightmare scape. It was like. <laughs> oh, okay. So we put in fresh batteries and they look like they've never been used before. And there's really? actually two more in the set. There's okay. a, uh, a Bart watch and a Krusty watch. So she's okay. on the lookout for those as well so that will kind of complete the all right the set of four i'm not a big watch cool. person mm-hmm. myself i don't really w- wear any jewelry well except for yeah. my yeah, I don't wedding either. ring but uh <laughs> um you know i love simpsons stuff i don't have like a huge yeah. simpsons collection okay but when i see things you yeah. know like i've got a pair of uh floor mats for my car that my wife oh, okay. got me like 20 years ago <laughs> oh, so I, they just keep moving from car to car <laughs> and you know i've got action figures and mm-hmm. video game, you know a little bit of everything but yeah. it, i wouldn't say it's an impressive collection <laughs> but if i see some Simpsons stuff that's kind of cool and different you know I'll, okay. I'll, I'll pick it up so all right um so cool. what you got uh, so, so that's, that's it. You don't well, want to I mean, show us I have some, <laughs> I have some other things, but I wasn't sure how much time you wanted to uh, show it. Show us one more. Okay. So I've got, cause mine's not going to be very long. Okay. <laughs> All right. So during the quarantine, I, uh, like everyone else was stuck at home for quite a long time and video games kind of got me through it. I, mm-hmm. I played video games ever since I was a little kid, you know, back mm-hmm. in the Atari 2600 days and you know there's times where i kind of fall in and out of it in the last few years uh it because i have two young kids it's been all minecraft and roblox and lego video games so over the past year or so i've been kind of getting back into the retro gaming Mm -hmm. and over the quarantine really i was doing like daily live streams of Sorry, with Sega Genesis, they they had this mini system. Oh well, you you had mentioned uh, you doing a show about old video games too. Yep. What is, what's the name of that? That's called State Champs Esports. Okay. And, and it's really more about high school esports competitions. So we'll live stream right. or we'll pull highlights from other. But I try yeah. to shoehorn in some old retro stuff, you know, just for variety. Okay. Um, and so. Over uh, you know the past year, I started collecting all those mini consoles. So there's, all right. I picked up a Commodore 64. I picked up uh, an old Atari Flashback. And what's nice is they have the HD HDMI output, and oh, you know yeah. it's all nice yeah. and you know clean right. and easy, just plug yeah. and play. So I was trying to get the Nintendo, the original NES Nintendo Entertainment System, mm. and you can't find them anywhere. At oh. least not new. They're all, yeah. you know, 200 bucks now, resale. Yeah. Um, but you can find the Famicom, which is essentially the... That. Um, that's the That's the original Nintendo, at least the version that was sold in Japan. Oh, wow. And so that is an import, which okay. actually s- sells for cheaper than, you know, these uh, second market... Um, NES is so it's got pretty much all the same games as the original Nintendo. They're in Japanese, so (laughs) as long as there's not a lot of reading to be done, 
um, which luckily most of the games don't require a lot of reading. But um, so that is kind of like my, uh, you know, the Simpsons watches is my most recent purchase. And over the past year, this has probably been my okay. one of my most favorite purchases. So. All right. Excellent. You, you, you nailed you nailed it. You okay, made, good. You nailed what you got. And I did bring so. a comic book, my favorite, most prized possession comic book. But okay, we'll get to I'll, Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll save we'll that. that for right. Brad. Okay. Um, so, as you mentioned, I'm a big wrestling fan. Um, I don't think it's been talked about much on the show. We touched on it a little bit. But, um, so, I actually have not just a collectible, but one of, one of the actual wrestling stars of the late eighties. And, uh, it just happens to coincide with the man that created him, uh, his, his A&E biography debuting tonight on A&E, uh, none other than Mick Foley's own Mr. Sacco. And this is actually designed by Mick himself and signed here, uh, by Mick. Uh, this was like the first edition he, he, uh, did this to like raise money for charity a couple years ago. And um, now he does them all the time. But uh, I, I do have a certificate of authenticity somewhere for him if I ever do decide. So he drove down if the I ever value do decide of your sock with... Uh, well, I, I was a little disappointed when he started. But I think, I think what he does is he does change up the faces just a little bit because they don't always all have beards and goatees. And he'll, he'll change it up a little bit. Sometimes he'll put some blood splashes. So now is that... So. Uh, did he make that himself, or is that like a screen print? Or this, no, he actually created this with with uh, a sharpie. Oh, okay, he actually signed it and and made it himself. That's what he does. Wow. So uh, yeah. So anyway, Mr. Sacco, <laughs> there he is. And there is uh, what you got for this time. And uh, without further ado, let's get to our special guest this week. And it is none other than Brad Richards from Brad's Comics and Collectibles. How are you today, Brad? Thank you for joining us. Great to be here. Thanks so much. Now, uh, I'm just going to start right out with kind of going way back. And I don't know if you would remember this or not, but uh, what was your first comic book? If you remember, uh, I, well, let me ask you this. I assume that you collected comics as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. okay. Do you remember what your first comic book was? I, I don't, I can't tell you. I remember the first one because I think I got a batch of them. Uh, I was about five years old and, uh, it was going to, from what I remember, it was going to garage sales with, uh, with my grandma and we would, uh, go over into Whitehall, wake up at five in the morning and we raced around and, uh, okay. Begrudgingly, it was probably an Archie, which, you know, bummed me out. <laughs> right. No superheroes in Archie. <laughs> right. Right. Very few. So th- that was probably the first. But, yeah, I started collecting okay. when I was five. Oh, okay. Uh, so, well, I mean, you were probably a little bit too young at five to to be able to, like, get them monthly to k- keep up with continuity. Or so 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 was it just like a sporadic thing when you were younger, or or were you able to actually go and kind of keep a, a series going? 
So growing up in Lake Orion, there weren't any local shops. Um, the closest thing that I had was like a Perry Drugs that occasionally we could ride our bikes to. Um, but trying to get them in numeral order was was just a bear. So we were trying to find them anywhere we could. We'd run down to Dixieland. We'd we'd just hunt anywhere. And and uh, frankly, I was happy with whatever I got because it was it was so sporadic. You know, it was even trading with friends and. And, uh, you know, we didn't have access uh, to a local shop. Yeah. I don't think people understand how that how that was back then. Uh, Like I had I don't know if you would have ever gone to Patterson's in Oxford, but I I lived near there and that's where I would go. Uh, I knew uh, I went to school with a kid and his brother was like a huge comic book fan and he worked at the store. So I'm pretty sure that he was in charge of bringing all those in. But but even the same thing, even though I had uh, I had access to that, pretty easy access to that, it's still you're a kid, so you don't I, – I mean, it was like maybe I got a, a few – I actually, I remember – I mean, I was already probably in middle school, and the first series that I actually completed was the original Rocket Raccoon series. Not the original Rocket mm. Raccoon series, but sure. uh, the – the four issue one that Marvel did uh, yeah. at some point, 1983. But, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but other than that, I was the same way. It was like I'd pick yeah. one up. That was Patterson's. Was that a an actual comic book store, or that was more no. like a department drugstore? It was drug actually store. a drugstore. Oh, okay. Uh, but they just had like uh, a good variety. Of, See, of I comics. was spoiled. Have, I grew so. up in Royal Oak. Okay. And we had Dave's Comics, oh. which was maybe a mile or two from my house. So it was close right. enough where I could ride my bike. And that was like uh, a regular. I comic was a book kid store, in a right? candy store. They had wall-to-wall comic books. You know, um, the guy was Dave was kind of you know a little <laughs> jerky, but uh, was he know. like the Simpsons comic book guy? No, no, he was. You <laughs> no. know, he he thought he was much cooler and hipper. You know, and oh. uh, I had a few run-ins with him, but the, okay. his comics book selection was you know. Was like a kid's dream. That was that was heaven. I spent hours and hours there every week. Yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I mean, I wouldn't even have known where a normal store dedicated to comic books what was was. Well, for me, besides Dave's, uh, like literally right down the block from me, we had a VFW hall, and so every couple of months it seemed like they'd be doing comic book shows. Oh, they did. So I would just. Go in Sunday morning, pay my two bucks or whatever it was, oh, and okay. I would just hang out there all day long. It was oh, oh wow. So between right. Dave's and and the the VFW yeah. shows, man, I was in comic book heaven. <laughs> uh, so Brad, uh, you mentioned Archie, but uh, I assume that maybe when you get a little bit older, that uh, you got more into the superhero comics. Um, and if if you did, who were like some of your favorites? Sorry, I lost you for a second. Okay. You said yeah. getting into the superhero comics. Yeah, who were who were some of your favorite uh, titles um, back then? My uh, my uncle came home from the service and and he gave me one of the best gifts ever, which was uh, a trunk full of probably three hundred tapes, and then probably eight to nine hundred comics, and the the overwhelming majority was Conan. Oh. And so I just went nuts on Conan. Um, you know, I wanted to read everything and it would, and so going back and and thinking about how I was finding stuff, 
there was very few like once and done kind of comics and Conan was one of those. Joan Hex was another, you know, even some of the Tarzan books, you could read any issue in any order. It didn't matter. They, they kind of oh, wrapped really? them up. Okay. Um, so those were, those were good because, you know, yeah, I, I loved, uh, you know, the amazing Spider-Mans and fantastic fours and, and the Avengers and all of those standard books, but it always was so tough because you'd read it. And then you get to that cliffhanger ending and you're like, what right. the hell? I'm never going to see this book again because I can't find it off the stand, you know, and we would yeah. we would break down occasionally and do the mail order lists and, and send away. But, oh, okay. you know, if you remember those days, you had to you had to list uh, alternatives and you never got what you wanted. You always <laughs> got like the second or third choice. <laughs> Oh no, I didn't know that. So I ne- very different times. Yeah, I never, I never sent yeah. away for comic books. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I ever did either. Yeah, and I was tempted. I looked at all that stuff. I wanted the X-ray goggles mm-hmm. too, or glasses. Oh yeah, <laughs> Brad. Can I ask you what was? Do you remember it, what your first no. book was that you like? You know, actively uh, read on a, a on a regular basis. Because I remember mine. You know, I was an Iron Man guy where it was like, that was okay. my book, you know. So, Brad, mm-hmm. did you have like, you know, maybe once you got older, one that you, you know, really pursued and followed? Yeah, I still, you know, so I'm I'm deeply uh, passionate about Conan, uh, as I mentioned. Oh. Uh, I still get Conan today, Fantastic Four, um, the Silver Surfer stuff. I really like the cosmic stuff. Um, but I'll even go into, you know, if we're talking about growing up versus today, um, you know, growing up, it was, there was so many cool things. The Jim Starlin stuff was amazing and, and George Perez. And if we want to shift to today, I think uh, overall, you know, I, I'm going to buy marble just out of rope, you know, just out of pattern. But for, for really mind-blowing stuff and, and innovative you can't beat image hands down. They're, they're blowing the doors off of, of what they're putting out, you know, with, with all the different titles, um, you know, going way beyond walking dead um, and spawn, you know, they're really putting out some great stuff. You know, think about what Marvel and DC were doing back in the day of, okay, you had the superheroes, you had the horror, you had the war, you had, you know, romance, you had all these different styles and Marvel and DC pretty much have pigeonholed themselves into that superhero. They can't really go out of it. But Image, hands down, is covering all of those genres plus, you know, even some really wild, trippy sci-fi stuff. I mean, it's just really, if you're looking for new stuff, that they are, they're really going out there with, with artists and writers. I have to, I have to admit, I'm kind of, I'm kind of out of the game. Like, I mean, I have, I have my list. And it's 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 gotten smaller and smaller, not not because of me, but because they just you know they come to the end of the run or whatever. Um, so I mean my my monthly title list is, is super short right now, and I I couldn't even tell you the last time. And I still buy them, uh, but I mean I used to peruse previews and pick out everything that I wanted for the month. And I mean I couldn't even tell you honestly what Image is doing right now or or really any of the other ones. I mean I'll still get the previews magazines and kind of skim through but i i've kind of i mean i've got a ton of comics i need to go through and sort them out one day but um but i just uh you know i <laughs> I, I don't know I, I guess i focused more on on toys than comics recently uh well i mean not just recently 
but in the last so many years. But uh, sure. but that's that's actually a good segue for a question that I wanted to ask you. Um, I, I know that you uh, go out and buy toy collections, and 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 we'll get into your, the selling aspect of it later. But uh, but what so what was your favorite toy line as a kid? I'd have to say Star Wars. I mean, I, I, yeah. it's like asking a, a drummer who's a drummer who's their favorite drummer. If I didn't say Neil Peart, you'd be in trouble. You know, um, it, it had to be Star Wars, and and maybe a, a very close second was GI Joe. Um, we Same just we just had, <laughs> we had we had mountains of them. You know, um, yeah. but to to look backwards, like. We, we went to, uh, we used to love KB toys because you'd find like a lot of discount figures. And, yeah. you know, just by accident, we kind of discovered the all the Dungeons and Dragons figures. And I mean, we ate those alive, you know. <laughs> At that point, when they're closed out, all you could find were the dwarves and the elves, not the cool monsters. But, um, you know, yeah. I, I you got to say Star Wars. Yeah, we agree. We agree. Uh, Great Star minds think alike. <laughs> Star Wars probably number one, GI Joe number two. But I mean, I was like a crazy GI Joe fan. I mean, once yeah. I was done with Star Wars, but it's it's weird though. Like I don't feel. I mean, I'll buy them, but I just don't have the nostalgic feeling that I do with with that that I do with Star Wars for some reason. I don't I don't know why. Well, but, you know what I've been seeing in the stores lately are all the uh, Masters of the Universe. Yeah. I was a big He-Man fan, so I'm uh, I've been loving seeing those again. You know, kind of I've been close a couple of times to picking some things up. But I've I'm picked like, a couple. Uh, I've picked a couple up. I I actually picked up a She-Ra the other okay. day because it was unpunched, um, and I picked up an Orko because oh, he was okay. unpunched. Two figures that I would never touch when I was a kid, but uh, times have changed. Well, I saw Battle Cat, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, it was so tempting. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was hoping they'd drop the price a little on Battle Cat. Uh, $20 is a lot more pal- palatable for Battle Cat than 25 to me. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> waiting that $5 for it. Buffer to, it is. I don't know why, but, uh, so, uh, so Brad, um, did you continue to collect then all the way through high school? I mean, you started at age five and just continued till, till now. No, I ha- I did have a gap. So I, you know, I worked for Mike till I was uh, 25 when I graduated um, and, and went to work full time. But there was gaps where I always enjoyed it, but I had to kind of shift my focus. And, and from like 93 to probably 98, 99, I, I really had slowed down in comics. You know, I just didn't have the the time, um, you know, I didn't want to pour the funds into it. I was going full time with the band as well. And so we were really shifting uh, dollars. But, um, you know, I was still interested the entire time. I would walk through the, you know, we'd go shopping and I'd walk through the aisles just to see what's going on. And I would always pop in and see Mike um, and, and any other shops that I was traveling by um, just to keep my finger on the pulse because I love it. I mean, it's it's so much fun. Yeah. Uh so that's that's when I met you, um, when I started going to Mike's store or Primetime Comics and Cards in yeah. Lake in Lake Orion, if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about. Uh, so you were in high school then when you were working for Mike? I, I will have to double check, but I think I started there when I was 13. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's like prime age that. for a comic book reader. That's perfect. It, it was an unbelievable assignment. It was it – was, 
you know, you talk about major life lessons that, you know, I came in, Mike was, was well over 95% sports cards at that time and had a few little like Marvel sample packs that, that they had put out at the time. They give you that little green short box and the red longer box and you get a random assortment of comics. And I kept coming in and I'm buying these over and over again from them. And he's like, well, you really like comics. And at that time, Diamond was soliciting him to, to, to do this. And, and we started talking more and more. And he said, how would you like to work for me? Because I know nothing about comics. I'm, I don't want to do this. I, I want somebody that's passionate about it. And um, so I started working for him. And, and um, it was it was amazing because it started off with, okay, you've got 300 400 $500 a month to order for product. And the numbers kept going up and up and up. And so I'm like picking, hmm. you know, what should come into the shop. And, you know, I learned some valuable lessons really quickly. <laughs> what I like doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's right. what is selling. Yep. Yeah. Right. Right. So I get really fired up about a title and we'd have, you know, five of them left sitting there and, you know, <laughs> and then I'd have to sit there and look at them. And, and, and then there was other times where, where, you know, it was fun because he would say, you know, you ordered that. And I thought that was going to be terrible. You proved me wrong. Just keep doing what you're doing. And, and as a, as a kid, you know, that definitely helped spur my entrepreneurial spirit. Okay. Yeah. That was actually going to be my next question. It, it, if Mike brought you in specifically for your comic book knowledge, uh, yeah. because yeah, at the time I remember, um, going back to previews, that's what I would do because he didn't really have a lot of issues there. It was mostly sports cards. So, <coughs> excuse me. So I would have to go through the previews magazine and, and pick out every comic that I wanted. And then later on, yeah. I, I don't know if he had the deal or if I just didn't want to do it at the time. I think, I think it was much later that uh, where he just had the pull list, the pull boxes for you. So, uh, which is what I still have today there <laughs> yeah um so how long how long did you work there uh, tw- uh i think it was 12 years total oh really okay yeah and i still he, he recruits me at least annually for free comic book day uh, and, i was gonna say i know that you've you've come back yeah. a couple times uh yeah i think i had to fill in for you one year but i uh, think i've only missed one <laughs> uh, yeah i think i think i filled in that year but uh yeah, that was uh those are fun. So I'm I'm glad that that's coming back even though it got pushed back to what? August this year? August, yeah. Okay. Well, at least it's at least it's back. So that's the good yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh so when did you decide to start selling your comic books? I I never really was selling mine. So what oh, happened okay. is when I as I would talk to people, I would throw the geek card down you know, when it was appropriate and, and people just started saying, Hey, you know, my brother's got a collection or my uncle's got a collection, or I saw a big pile at the garage sale. Do you want to go and check this out? And, mm-hmm. you know, just me starting to look at it and okay, if I'm paying 50 cents a dollar a piece, well, shit, how much for the whole box? And then I would just buy everything in quantity. And, uh, you know, that's where I'm like, well, I'm just going to sell off what I don't like, or maybe I've read them and I don't care for them and I'll just keep kind of purging it out. And so that, that happened. It was probably, you know, when I started seriously buying collections, that was probably, I would say 99, 2000, somewhere around there. 
and it happened like onesie twosie, you know, a few hundred, then it was a few thousand. Um, and then it just kind of took off, you know, I, that's where it led me to shows. And, you know, I started dabbling around, uh, uh on eBay, uh, back in 98. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's grown into just something crazy now. God bless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, Brad, since you mentioned uh, that you don't really sell your books, uh, I'm assuming you still have all those uh, comics that your uncle gave you I, way back when? I do. Okay, good. Because I always ask comic book collectors, do you have your original collection? I kept my comic book collection, but like my action figures, oh, they're all gone. So I've got yeah. a lot of friends that, yeah, they're very protective of their their original comic books from when they were a kid so that's why i just was wondering well let me tell you a little story about what happened to my original comics and uh i mean i i've i've got i think some survived but i had like a big pile and i would carry like a, the like whole a long box the, worth or uh probably but it was okay. before yeah it was before i knew that they that those even existed so i'd like it was uh it was some big ice storm that we had in the 70s. I don't remember what year it was, but uh, the, our power was out, I want to say. So we were using – oh, no, not – yeah. So I think we were using, like, oil lamps. And I had my whole collection stacked up sitting next to uh, one of these oil lamps. I mean, it, it wasn't turned on, but I ran – for whatever reason, I ran and did, like, a flip into the chair – Knocked the lamp over onto my comics, which I would have salvaged them. But next thing I know, I'm like, where are my comics? You know, because they just got covered with oil. And my dad just had thrown them all so, out. Uh, so wow. uh, not that I, I mean, I don't even know if I had anything valuable or not. But well, just it's more sentimental. Nostalgia wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, At first I thought you were, you were going to say they caught on fire. I no, I, that, I, when I start to tell that story, that's that I always have to say that it was not lit because that's where everybody thinks it's going. And right, it's, right. It, and then it would be anticlimactic. <laughs> so, uh, so you mentioned doing the shows. I, I know that uh, the shows are like bigger now, but uh, but so about what year did you start doing uh, the comic book shows? I, I think it was about two thousand one that I started. Okay, and um, and it crunching those numbers, you know, what it cost to to get a table. Um, you know, versus what it costs today. Like I was, I, I didn't think I was, I was worried I wasn't even going to make money. Um, and, and I can say that every show that I've ever done, I've always made money. One was damn close though, <laughs> like way <laughs> too close. Like I'm never coming back here. <laughs> um, but, you know, you start to get into, um, you know, the, there's, there's some of the national shows that I've done that, you know, you're talking, you know, it's 1100, 1500 for a 10 by 10 spot. So it gets very, very scary that, um, you know, to be in this, in this room and set up, yes, you've got a lot of people that are coming in, you know, historically, we're going to see what happens post COVID. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's a lot to think about, especially when you're selling 50 cent dollar comics. Granted, I'm selling expensive stuff as well, but you kind of have to cover all bases, but, yeah, I've been doing shows. Uh, it's got to be over twenty years now. Okay. Oh uh, wow. Yeah, I didn't realize that. That's uh, a long time. You've been doing it that long. Um, 
what is the most valuable comic that you you either own or have sold in the past? Would you say? Well, I sold a Spidey number one just recently. That that went for seven grand. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of them. You know, I I owned a Amazing Fantasy fifteen. Amazingly enough, for forty five minutes when I bought <laughs> it, I was I was at a show, and somebody saw it behind me. And I didn't want to sell it. I gave them the I don't want to sell it price, mm-hmm. and it sold. Wow. Um, you know, so it's some of these things are, are can be very transactional when you get into that holy grail land of of those major keys because they're they're extremely sought after. Um, you know, when especially for collectors that are working down their list, naturally those are the last ones that are left behind. You know that that they're they're hunting for. Yeah. But I would say, you know, right, right around there, you know, once it gets, when it starts to get north of 10 grand, you know, in a lot of cases, that's where I'll use an outside service, like, like a comic link or heritage or somebody like that, that they can facilitate it because doing a lot of that through the mail is, is, uh, it's a lot of stress. I'll let them deal with it. Yeah. Now, do you get into the, the grading aspect of it or, uh, so you do have the graded comics also? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I work, um, I work with uh, uh, both CGC and CBCS. Um, okay. I'm sending off hundreds of books a year. Oh. Um, you know, it's, but you've got to be very, very careful, um, you know, what you send off because, you know, are you going to get a financial return when you're putting anywhere from, let's say, 35 to, you know, a couple of hundred, depending upon what book it is and what the value and the, and the year that it was produced, mm-hmm. that you, you, I have seen many, many people that, that do great because, you know, maybe it is something special to them. And if they want that graded because they feel better, because they like it, amen. But if you look at it uh, specifically from a financial standpoint, there are many cases that I run into that, that individuals have gotten books graded that they've actually lost money on. Really? You know, they, they, yeah, absolutely. They they don't get the bounce. They think just because this is graded, you know, it is number one is the book sought after. Is it rare? Is there something specific to it? You know, first appearance or a death or, a, you know, an intro to the storyline or the movie rights have just dropped or whatever that is. Mm-hmm. There, there's some wild things that you see graded and, and CGC or CBCS is not going to turn them away because they're, you know, they're receiving they're that grade too, fee. Right? Yeah. yeah. They'll grade anything you want. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this. I, I'm kind of going off into a different direction here, but, uh, and I wasn't planning on asking you this, but um, you just made me think of something. During the Death of Superman arc, um, I had so many people that were buying all those because they thought they were going to be able to send their kids to college and and all this stuff. And I tried to tell them that, no, because everybody has the same, same thought as you. Everybody's going out to buy them. And for years and years and years at the comic book stores, there'd still be stacks of them. Uh, have, have those finally started to to go up in value do you know well a friend told me that the white bagged one he's getting around three dollars a piece for and i said i don't care you can have every one of mine for 50 cents a piece (laughs) and take them away it's that bad every collection that i buy you know you're gonna find typically um, that white bag Superman, you're going to find a lot of the image number ones, hopefully spawn one because that, that book has, has started to get some traction. 
you know, that used to be a $20 book like all day long. The Death of Superman book has still kind of retained value. You know, it's 20 to $25 as long as it's not marked up. Okay. But, you know, it's, it is such a sad story. You know, I talk to so many people and they'll say, oh my God, I've got a mountain of comics, Brad. And I've got the full set of the Death of Superman. <laughs> I'm like, right. oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I was just going through my comics uh, yesterday and uh, to pull this one out that I brought, and I came across a bunch of, I think, what are they, New Universe comic books? Oh, yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, my ship's come in. I'm going to make a million. I'm going to buy all these number ones and the, the full, you know, 10 issues or what. And I don't even know if most of those even made it to 10 issues. I mean. What is what is oh. the new universe? I'm not sure. Well, it was Marvel wanted to create a a new, a separate from the Marvel universe, a okay. new series of characters and comics that they could create. And okay. they, I'm looking at them and I'm like, oh, my God, these are so lame, you know, <laughs> even at the time. I remember thinking, eh, you know, so well, that's what see. made me think of it when you were talking about this. Let's okay, let, let's see what you brought. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> and okay, this is not uh, what I think is maybe even my most expensive comic book necessarily, but is I think sentimental value. It's uh, it's my Iron Man number one. Oh, um, wow. And it was the what I would consider the first expensive comic book I ever bought nice. as a kid. Okay. And again, when I say expensive, it's relative terms. You know, I was yeah. eleven or twelve when I picked that up. You know, mid eighties, and uh, you know, I think I paid like fifty bucks. Okay. And I don't even know if it's like the condition, if it would be considered good. I've kind of been afraid to like to have anybody look at it just because I don't in my mind it's like a mint perfect <laughs> yeah. beautiful book yeah. and uh, I'm never <laughs> going to sell it anyway so right. it doesn't really matter yeah. but you know at the time for me a 5 10 dollar comic book it was like a major investment oh, yeah. so yeah. for me to spend 50 bucks on a comic book I mean yeah. that was a lot of you know lawn mowing that I had to do to you know right. yeah. uh, save up for this one so um, so sentimental value, I think this is my most, you know, important book. I've got some others, like I too had a, an uncle that gifted me a, a, a whole ton of collection with a bunch of Conans and Fantastic okay. Four and Spider-Man. <laughs> that must have been the thing. Uh, and so yeah. I'm sure a lot of those are probably have more value than this, but, you know, because it, like I said, it was my first expensive yeah. book, you know. Uh, Brad with, uh, let's say, <clears throat> let's say roughly it's in very fine condition. Um, off the top of your head, what do you think that that could go for about now? Boy, that's on the spot. <laughs> the, just tell me the, it's uh, worth more than just, $50. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, he, oh, yeah. he's made, I mean, he would he, make more than that now, right? You did just fine. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. Yeah. You're probably talking and I'm going to tell you here in a second, cause I was looking something else up before we started. So if it's around a, an eight, you know, if you were to get it graded and it hits an eight, you're talking about two grand. Oh, oh okay. Nice. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that, that is probably, you know, even with the gift of your uncle, you know, that that's a 1968 book. Um, that that's a, that's a solid book. You know, it's a, Excellent. now to be fair, that dark blue cover is extremely tough. Like when you start getting into the eights and the eight fives, it's hard to get. So, um, mm. you know, 
I would just be cautious and look at some other graded copies for like proper expectation, but you're not going to sell it. Enjoy no, it. No. You know, whether you grade it or not, that doesn't even matter. Right. Um, like I said, to me, it's mint in my mind. Well, yeah. <laughs> Cause right. I'm never yeah. selling it. So yeah. yeah. And that's really all that matters at the end of the day. Right. Absolutely. So, right. Uh, <clears throat> Brad, what, uh, is there like a Holy Grail comic or a collectible out there that, that you've never been able to obtain for whatever reason? I'm more of a Marvel guy, so I'll preface it with that. Okay. Um, I've been able to, to acquire almost, I would say, every Marvel key, um, unless you start going into the 50s. Like some of that pre-Marvel stuff of, of the Captain Americas uh, is extremely tough to find uh, in any type of condition. Now, if we were talking overall – you know, DC started earlier. Those those books are so hard to find. It, you know, it's hard because I I still I am a collector, and that's that is why I, I still do this. It helps fund the hobby uh, for me, so I can purchase things. So if we go outside of comics, you know, what I'm personally looking for, I I love um, a lot of different things, but I, I've started buying a lot of original comic art along with um, original comic cells. So I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan. I've, I've picked up and been lucky enough to pick up uh, both The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, the 70s cartoon cells. That stuff oh, wow. is, is super hard to find. They threw most of it away. Um, and, and I think that is going to be the next wave. You know, what we've seen with collectibles, they're one of a kind. And uh, to be able to, to get a, a Gollum or, you know, whatever favorite character you have, I, I think that that's going to be that next piece because it's starting to be recognized by some major auction houses as art, you know, instead of just mm-hmm. cartoony stuff. Um, so, okay. I mean, th- you could go all over the map with me. I can get excited about almost nothing. <laughs> uh, I So... Something, I don't know how, I don't know if it just popped up on Facebook because of the other stuff that I collect, but but I have been eyeballing some of those myself. Uh, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about it, so I haven't pulled the trigger on anything yet, but but I have seen a lot of those old uh, comic, or uh, I'm sorry, cartoon cells yeah. from, from a lot of those old, and, and some of the old TV shows. Just too. out of curiosity, what are those, I mean, I, wouldn't, I know it probably varies wildly, but like what can you what can you pick up pricing wise uh, these cells? What are they going for? Some some of them aren't too bad. You'd be shocked, you know. Now when you when you get into like a major movie, like a Walt Disney movie or a Lord of the Rings or or you know a a, a well done movie, you're talking a minimum couple of hundred dollars. But it all comes down to who's on sale, how big are they, you know, what are they doing. Um, it's very subjective, but when you get to the cartoons, um, even I've picked up some like Toucan Sam, you know, from the commercials mm. of the animation and something that can be pretty inexpensive, especially if you buy it as a group. So I picked up a, a nice lot of uh, Star Wars Ewok and droid cells. That's, and that'd be cool. that's what I was looking ends, at. Uh, yeah, and and, they, and they were pretty inexpensive, the ones I was looking at. Yeah. Yeah. For now. Yeah. I think that those are going to get snapped up. Okay. Uh, now, something else that has gone up recently. Well, I mean, comics, I think, have gone up recently, too. But definitely yeah. cards. 
yeah. like Marvel cards and and uh, stuff like that. I mean, I think all cards, but definitely Marvel cards ha- have gone up. Um, what what is the reasoning for that? The the Marvel cards has, was a temporary glitch. Oh, um, okay. I think I think what happened with that is you know with when the so you now have if you lay this out, we we get shut down. Everyone's stuck in their house. We're going backwards. We're sorting out our basements. We're we're going through stuff. We're grading cards. We're you know the Michael Jordan uh, um, uh, documentary hits. Everyone starts sending off cards. And you're watching values just go through the roof. Pokemon follows yeah. track, and then and then everyone started to say, "Well, geez, this is Stanley's rookie card in the Marvel Universe series one that came out in 1990, and they made millions and millions of those cars. So cards. Mm-hmm. So temporarily, you saw a spike that that even ungraded that card was selling within one week. You know, going from a couple of bucks to 75." it's gone right back down. Um, So you see these uh, corrections Mm. and, you know, as collectors, you always have this, you know, the fear of missing out. And um, I I don't have that much anymore because I know it's just a matter of time that I'm going to find it. It might be a decade, but I'm going to find it and I'm not going to have to pay through the nose. But if I really want it, you know, I'll just pick it up to, you know, to, to get that off the checklist. But mm-hmm. in most cases, I just read it out and, and you do find it. It makes the win a little bit uh, sweeter. But, you know, we are seeing that bump not only with records, with video games, the vintage video games. I was talking to a friend two nights ago and, and he's got a um, Sega Genesis system that he just got an offer of $25,000. Now he has... <laughs> what? He has a, a game that is specific to, it was a blockbuster release only, um, Crusader Ascenti. And that game by itself is selling for around seven to 10 grand. And then if you grade that game, which wow. they do now, it's just, it, it's a whole nother level. And that's, it's making it very tough. And when, when those numbers go out, wow, so when I'm buying collections, everyone assumes that everything they have is mint. And that it's worth a ton of money. I know all my stuff is mint and worth a lot. <laughs> yeah, of money. yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Can I ask you just, you mentioned the video game uh, grading. Is that yeah. including like the boxes and the, the instructions and all that? Is that what they are considering when they're grading those things? They do it multiple ways. So you can send down seal games. You can send down loose games. You could send down just the cartridge itself. Um, so there's many, many different options. They do the same thing with figures. You know, I've got some sealed Star Wars original, and they'll grade them in the package and put them within Lucite, or they'll do a standalone figure only. Um, so there's many, many options. Wow. Well, yeah, just like a, a comic book, it sounds like. Yeah. Exactly. Well, even the comic, even CGC and CB, uh, CBCS, uh, I don't think both of them are doing it, but at, at, at one point they were grading single comic book pages. Oh my God. So I, I didn't have the, you know, so one of my friends, uh, I caught up with him in Chicago and he said, I'll never be lucky enough to have a Batman number one, but I have the last page of Batman number one and now it's graded and it's got the Joker on it. Really? And he was like, I'm, I'm good with that. You know, oh, okay. so it's a single page. Wow. I never and, heard of that before. And That's and crazy. Yeah. Wow. And it's from an investment standpoint, you know, that is 
absolutely worth it because, you know, he passes, you know, his wife's going to see this, this single page and say, what the heck is this? Now that it's graded, oh, right. you know, it, that's worth a ton of money. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I hadn't heard of that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to fire a few quick questions at you um, just for fun. Uh, in your opinion, what is oh. the greatest comic book television series of all time? Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I'm not even going to answer that. What? Denver, what do you think? Well, are we talking – does it matter if it's animated or well, no? Cart, yeah, it's uh, live action. I should have wrote live action. On it. Okay, live action. Oh man, that's a toughie. Does that does that change it for you, Brad? If I say live yeah, action, I, yeah, that helps. <laughs> okay. I mean, I gotta say, I don't know if it counts because it's not based on a comic proper. It's you know, it's uh, comic book characters. But I gotta say that Watchmen series on HBO was pretty amazing. I don't know if it's okay. All time, my favorite. Mm-hmm. But man, I loved it. I think it's it, it's incredible. So, but the problem is, there's so many good uh, ones out there right now. The Boys is incredible. You know, yeah. love that Falcon and the and the Winter Soldier. I mean, yeah, I could go on and on. Yeah, uh, Brad, do you do you have uh, have an answer now or or no? Yeah, yeah, I, I would. I would jump on the bandwagon with Watchmen because that was mind blowing. Really? You know, the ending of that was, was so fantastic that that's, that's, you know, you lose a lot of that sci-fi, you know, goodness sometimes with like classic superhero. And so they tied that in. Um, I still am like one of the few lone soldiers with walking dead still. Um, you know, I, I did enjoy that, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, I, I did too. But I also, I also recognize, you know, with the movies and the shows, you know, we go into this this fierce debate of, you know, where they did they they hold the material, uh, you know, in reverence and, and they change this and that. I'm okay with it as long as I get something to enjoy and we can show we have a friendly debate about it. Yeah. If they need to make changes for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I, at least I get a movie or I, a show. I mean, I totally understand what The Walking Dead did because. They didn't want it to, I mean, I understand them not wanting to follow the comic, uh, you know, to the T. So people like me who had read at the time, you know, I was caught up and, and, uh, yeah. so, th- so they were able to be surprised even though you right. read the They books. were able to throw some curveballs in there. Yeah. Um, like Dale, which upset me, but whatever, uh, <laughs> But that's also what makes it memorable because it is yeah. doing these things that you're not expecting, you know, even right. if it infuriates you to a certain degree, it's, you're not going to forget about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, how about your favorite or what, what do you consider the greatest comic book cartoon ever then, Brad? If you got a, if you got an opinion. I, I'm a sucker for those classic sixties Marvel, you know, yeah. they were so they were so cheaply done, but they were they were cool. The the theme music was fantastic, um, and you know, I, I, I and it was kind of all we had, you know. Yeah, so you, you savored every little morsel, um, you know. Because to me, the only other thing at the time that I can remember is Super Friends, and that was always so goofy and silly. Yes, that the Marvel <laughs> ones were at least it felt like they were approximating the comic books. Right, right, and they left. 
I, I mean, those left an indelible mark because, you know, people still, like people that you wouldn't think know, like younger kids, uh, younger people still know those theme songs. Uh, right. Well, from, and from just that Spider-Man ones. looking at himself meme alone is uh, <laughs> shows its uh, Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, now uh, one more. What is your favorite live-action superhero film of all time, Brad? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know what? I lied to you. I told you I was not going to throw you any hardballs, but uh, so I apologize. Well, what's but yours? Give him a chance to think about it. Mine? Uh, man. I love, okay, so I'm a huge Deadpool fan. I have almost every normal series Deadpool. Uh, I have all his first appearances and stuff. So to me, I, I was so worried that they were going to botch the, his movies, and they didn't. You know, they gave them, you know, I, I thought for sure they'd water it down, and uh, and they didn't. I mean, actually, they amped it up a little bit, I think, uh, because, like, some of those original comics were not as bad as as a lot of the stuff that happened in the movies. Um, so I, I would probably say... Deadpool 1 and probably Iron Man 1 too, honestly, just because that kind of set off the whole... Yeah, the importance the whole, of the you yeah. know, historical value. Yeah, and, sure. and that movie was awesome. I mean, I, I saw that at the theater and I was just blown away. I was like, finally, they've, they've nailed like a, a, a comic book film. Brad? I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll go with the uh, Conan the Barbarian since he's in the Marvel Universe, the original Schwarzenegger. Um, but I know I'm cheating there, so the, my oh, my right. runner up, my runner up would be uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Uh, that's that's mm-hmm. my runners up too. Yeah, I, I loved that one also. Yeah, that would probably be well because it's merging like three. superheroes <laughs> with Star Wars. You know, two of my favorite yeah. things. Yeah. You know, and yeah. so it's just that perfect recipe. Right, and also because I had completed the Rocket Raccoon thing. Uh, and and I was proud of actually completing a series when I was in middle school. Uh, when I heard that they were going to do that and Rocket Raccoon was going to be in it, I was like, okay, how are they going to pull this off? And they did. Um, I was one of those people who had never even heard of Guardians of the Galaxy, so I was. I think for me, it was like a pleasant surprise, you know. Oh yeah, not knowing yeah. what I was getting into, you know. Yeah. Well, with with me growing up and not being able to have access to a spinner rack, you know, that was the kind of dregs that we were left with. So, (laughs) you know, we were, we were reading about Deathlock and guardians of the galaxy and werewolf by night and, you know, (laughs) Sergeant rock and all this other stuff, you know, we were dying for Spider-Man, but we started to learn that, man, there's some great stuff in here. So when that was announced, I I was scratching my head, but my God, was that fun, you know? Oh, and yeah. that's that. That's all we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, now we should plug your your site. I, like you had mentioned, selling on eBay, but you actually sell online. Is it is it just yeah. is it just Brad's uh, comics and and collectibles, or is it on so fa- under, or is it on Facebook? On Facebook, I'm under Brad's comics and collectibles. Um, under eBay, my seller ID, you can search it by Brad's Comics and Collectibles, but the, the my seller ID is Bradley WR, B-R-A-D-L-E-Y-W-R. And then I'm also on Amazon. I've been on Amazon for about two years now, and it, that's under Brad's Comics and Collectibles as well. Okay. And 
if if people like my Facebook site, they'll see a post like a week ahead of any show that I'm going to. So if you're looking for things to do, I'm all over Michigan. Uh, shows are really starting to ramp up. So um, I do post show information. Uh, that'll be a direct link to the show. So you can see like the admission and directions, et cetera. And then I, I will also showcase um, pictures of collections that I buy. I don't do it all the time. It's every couple of weeks and it'll be like highlights of, of some of the really cool pieces that, that uh, I've picked up. Uh, what, what's your, what's your next upcoming show? Uh, uh, the following weekend is the down river uh, comic con. Uh, and I believe that's right at their school. Um, this is their fifth year, I believe. And uh, they invited me down to uh, to participate. So we're excited to uh, go down and see some friends that uh, I know are traveling up from Ohio that I haven't seen in a long time. So it's it's been good to uh, catch up with everybody. So you will not be at the Lake Orient show then? Come, I will I, not. I think that's, uh, that's the fourth, I want to say. I, I can't do that one either. Uh, the next one that I'm doing is the, the really cool Comic-Con at uh, the old IMA Arena whatever yeah. it's called, the Dort Federal. Uh, are you going to do that one? Possibly. I'm not sure just yet. Calendar, okay. you, you'd be shocked to see like how much show news is going out. It's like every yeah. weekend is something. Um, but there's a lot of them that, that I've already booked, uh, you know, Motor City, Astronomicon, the, the show up in Traverse City. Um, there's tons of them that are happening. So, Do, do you have a favorite show I, and hope that the other people Ooh. don't see what you say? The favorite show is whatever I, is next. I would say that my favorite um, is the February Great Lake show. Um, I think that, you know, when you think about true classic comic cons, um, that feels more like that than than anything. And, and Motor City is great. You know, that's one of the biggest that I do. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, when you can't walk in the middle of, of Saturday, you know, down an aisle, it's it's I, not fun. No. I stopped going years ago. Honestly. I always it's, tell everybody, go Great Lakes. That's my favorite yeah, in the Metro yeah. Detroit area. Anyway, okay. by far, yeah. by far. All right. I love I love that show. And then uh, for typically uh, Motor City happens, and then the, the weekend following is Traverse City. And I absolutely adore that show because it's so laid back and, and um, very nice people. You've got people that are coming down from Canada. Um so it's a, it's a different atmosphere. It's a lot of different faces. It's in a great resort. Um, so I, I like a lot of shows for different reasons. Okay. Uh, now we're going to have to wrap it up here in a, in a minute or two. Uh, is there, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to throw out there or, or, or plug real quick? I'm always buying. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out. Okay. Yeah. All right. If anybody is watching and in the market to sell or or buy, definitely check out Brad's comics and collectibles. And thank you so much for joining us, Brad. And uh, we will uh, we'll be seeing you sometime in the future. I know that. So, thanks, Brad. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, thanks so much. Thank you. Take it easy. Okay. Well, thank you very much, and thanks everybody for checking out Collection Reflection and. Uh, Go to the Collection Reflection Facebook page, and uh, that will keep you updated on our next show. So we will see everyone next time. Thank you.